and welcome to the Flourish Podcast. I'm your host, Kelsey. And I'm your other host, Lauren. This is a podcast where we talk about what it looks like to flourish as we live out our purpose in the day-to-day. The mundane. The good. The bad. The ugly. And laughing while we do it. But before we get started, don't forget to subscribe and turn on your notifications. Now grab your favorite beverage and let's get started. Kelsey Jane. Hello, Lauren Elise. You sound wonderful today. I sound like a man. <laughs> I sound like husky. Mm, I feel like I could voice. sing like Cher or something. Yeah. I don't it's know like, any of her songs. It's like the episode of Friends when Phoebe is like, you haven't seen it. You I should watch it. You really because should. You would enjoy it. I really it. have it. Yeah, it. I would really, I would really love it. Oh, and they go to coffee. And that, don't they have a little coffee shop they at the bottom? They do. I've seen enough to know that they always meet there at the Something perk? Central perk. Okay. Hey! Speaking of coffee. Yes. Um, we have a special guest with us today. We have our dear friend Hannah Hill is joining us today. Hannah, you want to say hi? Hello. I'm excited to be here. Yes. yes. Thank you for being here. so honored you guys asked me to be here. Oh my gosh. We are yes. honored for you to be here. Thank you yes. for Thank you. deciding to join us. Um, Hannah is here today because um, we got to do a little thank you to our donors um, who have given to us this year and we've just gotten to bless them with free coffee and Hannah actually owns her own coffee business and coffee cart. Is mm-hmm. that what you're yeah. technically called? Um, so we just thought she, since she was here in the office today with us, that she would just be a great guest on the pod um, yeah. for us so we can just learn more about small businesses and where you guys started and all that. But yeah. before we dive in, we have to do or love it or leave it. So we thought since you own a coffee business, yes. we think we should do a love it or leave it's coffee edition. So mm-hmm. what... Hannah, I guess you can go first. Okay. You can do your, let's do love it first. Okay. What are you loving about coffee, whether it's your favorite coffee drink, your favorite coffee drink to make, whatever mm-hmm. you want. Okay. What do you love? I love a good oat milk cappuccino. Oh. A little honey in it gives it enough flavor. Mm. Sometimes I feel like if I do too much vanilla, I'm like, okay, I'm just drinking vanilla and yeah. coffee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And my least favorite coffee to make would probably be a cortado, which oh. is equal parts espresso and equal parts milk. The steaming on that is so hard to get right. Mm. Like, it's mm. yeah. terrible. Because mm-hmm. you have to pour a certain amount, and then you have to steam it to the perfect temperature. So those are my favorite. Oh, and least favorite. Interesting. Okay, I think my favorite... I'm always a big brown sugar, any mm. type of a brown sugar. Or today, like, your honey lavender. I do love a honey lavender mixed so together. Oh, it's so good. Hot or cold. Just phenomenal. But I think... If you guys didn't know, I used to be a barista back in the day um, at Starbucks. And it was a nightmare. Um, but I did learn how to make a lot of drinks. Which is beneficial. Which is yes. beneficial. It's a good party trick. And I feel like it's one of those things that once you learn it, you don't not learn. It's like riding a bike. Like, you can't forget how to do it. Especially Starbucks. Uh, especially like Starbucks. Because you're literally just doing it over and over. Like, you're just, Especially with the drive-thru. Yeah. But um, I think my least favorite type of drink to make was either anything blended. Hated doing that. Or um, any, like, shaken espresso things. Mm-hmm. I love the taste of shaken espresso. The brown sugar shaken yes. espresso. Love, I love it. <coughs> I'm, but I'm the, it's okay. You're going to be coffee. It's going to happen again, you You're guys. Be but I think my least favorite would be because you have to shake it, and then you have to mm. pour the espresso, and then the milk has to be a certain way. Anyway, what are you loving or leaving, Kels? Coffee edition. 
Um, I am loving London Fogs, mm. and I just love anything like black iced tea. So I like I love when coffee shops have tea. Really. Um, <clears throat> so yeah, I love a London Fog. Um, I love as much vanilla as what's possible. A, what's in a London Fog? It's an Earl Earl Grey or English breakfast. Traditionally, I feel like it's Earl Grey, but um, I've had it with English breakfast, and it's good too. Like when whenever a coffee shop is like out, some of them will do it with English breakfast, and I really like that too. And then um, it's got steamed milk and um, lavender or honey, mm. uh, lavender vanilla or honey. Like people mm. kind of do interchange yeah, the three, yeah. a combo of the yeah. three, like. They Some kind of, of each, similar. yeah, yeah. Like, given yeah. Sweetness. I prefer like vanilla and honey yeah. in it um, to the yeah. lavender, but it's I, so I, I can I I can handle the lavender. It's yeah. fine. Um, and then I am leaving anything coffee. I don't like it, and I don't like espresso either. I always say like when I grow up, I'm gonna love it. But my son loves it already. Like, he does. He, he was drinking some of mine today. He oh. said. He said. I, he coughed. He said. Lauren is getting some. What What you got? What you said, got there? He, he said, knew. There? He knew what you had there. I said it's an iced honey lavender latte, and he said, "Can I try?" I said, "Well, I guess." And he just said, <laughs> "He goes, oh, that's good." <laughs> I was like, he "Yeah." Asked for some for us, and I was like, "Well, you're gonna be wired." He said, "Yeah, I'm gonna be wired." <laughs> he said, no. I was like, "Oh my gosh." <laughs> he was living it's it so up. He, he loves to good. come to the he office, was. so it's always an adventure when Silas comes. Yeah, and we got we'll be back Dom, to too. We got Millie. Oh yes, well. yeah. So we got um, the whole derm. My kids were here. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, let's dive in. Let's I dive guess. in. Um, so Hannah, as we've mentioned, you started this coffee shop. What can you just tell us a little bit about yourself, your story, your testimony? Like, yes. who are you? Yeah. So <laughs> I grew up in Northern Kentucky. If you know the Florence Yell Tower. Yeah, baby. It's like basically a landmark in Northern Kentucky. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, a landmark in Kentucky. I feel like it really yeah. is. Everyone's like, oh, the Florence Yell Tower. I'm like, yeah, but but I do say y'all a lot now, so it's kind of embarrassing. But but I grew up in Northern Kentucky, kind of moved around before that, but we landed in Northern Kentucky. Um, went to church my whole life, pretty much. We were super involved in youth group growing up, kids' church. I gave my life to Christ when I was eight, and that pretty much changed the trajectory of my whole life, obviously. And in high school, I was super involved just with bringing people in our lives and my parents thankfully had just like an open door policy mm. and so people were constantly in our house and I just saw the way my parents loved so many high school students and me and people literally came to Christ at yeah. my house because of how That's so cool. just awesome my parents have been and I got to see that firsthand and so I've been able to show that to other people mm. kind of you know learn that and how to show people of Christ just by day to day uh, I have one brother, he's older than me, and he still lives in Cincinnati, and I'm also married to my husband, Ryan, two dogs, one What cat. kind of dogs do you have? I have a German Shepherd mix, okay. and then my other one's just like a hound mutt mix, Aww. she's so fat, she looks like a hot dog, honestly, <laughs> she's just like so annoying, but I love them, and then my cat, I kind of just adopted into the family, I'm not a cat person, but yeah. it's my husband, so I had to... Bring her into the family. And then I have a almost two-year-old little boy. His name's Skye. And he Mm. is just the love of my life. And he is so amazing. So I'm a stay-at-home mom besides Solo Coffee. Okay. So why I created Solo was basically because as a mom, I was like, I want to be a stay-at-home mom and be there for Skye all the time. But I also... 
I'm 24 and want a creative outlet still and don't want to feel like my purpose is just being a mom, even though that's great and such a blessing. I think that I was looking for something more. And so I was just praying about it. Not even that you asked me this question, but I'll just go into it. Yeah, go into it. We left it open in it. Yeah, Yeah. great. (laughs) But so I had just been kind of deciding, you know, what is my outlet going to be with having a little boy? Because as you know, it's a full-time job in itself. And I didn't want to lose who I was and what I was passionate about. And so I've been in the coffee industry since I was like 15. Okay. So been going to different like local coffee shops and bracing. So just had a lot of experience in it. And we actually moved to California when it was a year after we got married. It was during COVID actually, like March of 2020, no, 2021. So it was still kind of during COVID. We moved to California, just up and left. My husband took a job there. We didn't know anyone. We just were like, we're going to do it. And moved to San Francisco and wow. have at it. And so I ended up finding a coffee shop and we went there the first day we moved there. And the girl that was, you know, like ringing us out, I could just tell that she loved Christ, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah. when you can just tell. Mm-hmm. And so I was asking her just about the area. Like we just moved here and she's like, let me get your number. Let me have your Instagram handle. Oh my gosh. So we connected that way. And that's how I got into more specialty coffee. So that place, they don't do any syrups, nothing, which can be an issue for a lot of people. Yeah. But I liked it. It was fun. So I kind of learned specialty coffee, got pregnant while I was working there. And so that season of my life was just very impactful for me, being in California alone, basically not knowing anyone besides our church friends, but they lived 45 minutes away, which in California traffic, that's... Like three hours. <laughs> Literally three hours. Uh, yeah. Any time of day. It's just oh a mess. Yeah. So I just had a lot of time being alone and thinking about like what I want to do and this baby's going to be here and what's my life going to look like. And I had to stop working because I was so sick. Mm-hmm. So that was a bummer for me just like throwing yeah. up at work and I was like, okay, I can't do this anymore. Yeah. And so we had Sky and we got our lease renewal and it went up like fourteen hundred dollars that's we already, yeah we were paying oh like thirty two hundred for a two-bedroom apartment two beds oh my yeah. gosh so literally what the heck we California. this is kind of like circling back but my husband had a job at tesla and i worked at a coffee shop on the side and we still to this day are like we only made it through living there through the grace of god yeah because we look at our finances now and we're like oh we're making you know a little bit more and we're like, how did, how did we survive out there when we're not even surviving here? Yeah. And it's like the Lord literally just... How long were you guys there for? We were there for about 13 months. Okay. So when we got our lease renewal, that was basically around the same time that Sky was about to be born. And yeah. so we had to make the decision of like, well, we can't pay this. Are we going to stay in California and find something else when rent had skyrocketed everywhere yeah. because of COVID pricing? Or are we just going to move back home and have help and figure it out. Yeah. So we decided to move back home. I had a home birth there. Wow. In our apartment, in our little tub. Wow. I had my baby boy. And it was the most incredible experience of my life. Like I have never seen the Lord show up in ways that he did during my birth. Yeah. It was so beautiful. Um, but I had him in our little apartment and two weeks later we moved to Kentucky. Wow. Which was such a whirlwind of our emotions yeah. and our life and it was just 
it was a crazy season, but I got back and that's when I felt like, is this it? Yeah. Which is, you know, I don't know. When you feel that, like all your postpartum emotions yes. are coming back and I'm like, I want more than this. Like, God, what do you want me to do? Mm. And so I had been missing coffee, but I was like, I don't want the full commitment of having to go to a schedule yeah. and have, like, I want to be my own boss and I want to do my own thing. Yeah. And I was like, what if, I made a coffee cart that would be mobile and be able to bless people in their own space yeah. instead of, you know, having to meet someone at a coffee shop and say, hey, can you meet me here? Like, it doesn't have to be a space. It can be anywhere where a community mm-hmm. is. Like, the Lord's going to show up. Yeah. There's two or more people. And so we, I had told Ryan, you know, like, we should just see and go after it. And so we just started researching, and there was really nothing in Cincinnati or around here that has something yeah. mobile that's you know, minimalistic enough where it can fit into any environment. That's our goal is like, we don't want it to be this bright blue car that's yeah, coming in. Yeah. Like that's not gonna fit everyone's yeah. aesthetic. We launched, started thinking about the concept and we had gone to this coffee shop in California that was a walk-up window mm-hmm. and it was called Tono. And it was very specialized, personalized. You could, you would stand there and wait for your drink while they talked. It's not just like, I was like, okay, this is kind of what I would love to do and yeah. like just more being more personable with people instead of like Starbucks how yeah. it's like in and you out order your drink as quick yes, as possible yes yeah. people want their drink and they want to get out whereas this yeah. is like oh no even though we're going into a space we still want to create something that's like you know you're building connections mm-hmm. and not just yes. making drinks and moving on with your life yeah and so <clears throat> we came up with the name Solo as kind of like a play off of that because yeah. we liked something like four letter. We were yeah. like, let's just make it quick. And we say <laughs> we say it's like Solo Cristo. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, but honestly, but it could, but, it could mean so many things. Yeah. Like you're like the only cart. Like yes. you're the only like this. Like yeah. Solo. That's true. Yeah. So it, people are like, how'd you get the name? And I'm like. I don't know. We just like this kind of also blows like, off the tongue. I know, bit, like solo, solo coffee. coffee. It's pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, so we launched back in April officially, and my husband has been really supportive the whole time. He obviously built our cart yeah. and engineered all that because if you buy one, it's like yeah. four grand. It's crazy, and we could buy. You know, you can build yeah. it at Home Depot for way cheaper. Yeah, yeah. Um. So we just went for it, and we didn't take out a business loan or anything because wow. we didn't want that. Over us, and we trusted that the Lord would provide this year and yeah. hopefully just make an opportunity for us to be able to pay off our cart. And instantly, like the second we posted a picture of our cart, we got 10 to 12 inquiries wow. in one day. That's and amazing. It was just like, I love what you're doing, would love to support you. I want you to come to my wedding. Just instantly. Wow. I was not expecting it to be so fast. Yeah. And I was like, as a business owner, um, you know, you expect it to just to be, be really like, slow. Yeah, slow yeah. at first and not exciting, but everyone instantly was like sharing it and liking it and messaging me and saying congratulations. And it's been so good because I am able to still be with Sky. Yeah. And also have a job and pursue what the Lord has called me into. And I've seen basically our mission with Solo is to bring people to Christ and mm-hmm. just share the love of Christ and create spaces where people feel welcomed, mm-hmm. even though it's not, you know, you walking into a coffee shop, mm-hmm. it's you walking up to me and Madeline or me and Ryan, and we're going to be there to see you yeah. and make you feel known, even if it's at a wedding. It's mm-hmm. like, 
no, you're still important. You're not just someone that we are here to serve drinks and make money. It's like, no, we want to build connections and relationships Mm -hmm. with people. And so that's kind of what brings us to today. Yeah. And it's been, it's been awesome. So how, so you just started it like this year, right? Mm -hmm. 2023. What has been like the biggest challenge you would say, like Mm -hmm. in this, whether it was like initially coming up with solo or once it started and like what, what has been the biggest challenge for you as starting a small business? I would say the small business scene in Cincinnati is so big. Mm. And so I was scared about, I was just fearful of like competitors and feeling like we're intruding in the space or making people feel like we're trying to step on others' toes Mm. because there's obviously a ton of coffee in Cincinnati. Um, But something that I would say the biggest hardship or challenge yet is when I need to respond to an email and Sky is next to me or when I need to, when I have something due and I need to be on my computer and I can't give him my undivided attention or things like this, even if I'm gone during the morning, I'm like, oh, I'm missing out, you know, yeah. like that feeling of, I, I want this business, but there's times when I'm like, I miss my family yeah. and miss Sky. And so I think just finding balance of mm-hmm. when I work and how I work and what I'm showing Sky because I don't want to just be on my phone or be on my yeah. computer when I'm with him. I want to be able to give him my undivided attention because yeah. he's the most important thing to me. So I think that's the biggest yeah. challenge yet is just how to be a business owner and how to have a family. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's so relatable for anybody that is like wh- whether you're a working mom mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. but wanting to be, even if you don't own your own business, like yeah, trying working. to balance that and be – faithful to what the Lord is calling you to do. Like, obviously the Lord wanted you to open this coffee shop and he has provided, but also like being faithful to your family as well. And Mm -hmm. I think that is such a, I mean, every woman I feel like, and man, like, you know, struggles with that and trying to be. I feel like there's, I'm going to try (laughs) y'all. I like had to excommunicate myself for a minute to go get some cough drops. Silas has been calling them eye drops. (laughs) <laughs> I need some eye drops, my daughter. <laughs> I'm coughing, mom. Um, he's never been given one because <laughs> they're so big. Like, yeah, I don't even eat one. Anyways, um, but I feel like so many times it's like you, you, we have this temptation as women to define ourselves either by our work or by like mm-hmm. what we do, whether that's like being a mom or in like that attention being divided is, is really hard and, I just feel like one of the things that God has taught me is like I Silas gets to watch me live out my passion and pursue like a passion that I have and like he'll get to he has like things where he can like hear my voice or like you know like even if it's like this (laughs) and but you know and it's like Sky will get to see you like living out your passion and that may give him the courage to take a risk on his. And I feel like that's one of the greatest gifts that we can give our kids is to, to do that. My dad always told me like, Kelsey, like so much of your life will be your job. So you might as well spend it doing something you love. And Mm -hmm. that talk, that like pep talk, like gave me the courage to leave teaching which was like yeah. s- secure, if you will. I'm like mm-hmm. using air quotes. Y'all can't see it, mm-hmm. but <laughs> they're there. Um, and do something like full-time ministry and, you know, mm-hmm. and um, 
like leaving like maybe the security of like a part-time job where you know you know that you you show up and you're gonna get paid and then you then you can leave and you can check out like when you own a business or when you are like you know managing people or whatever that looks like you can't always leave it there like and so it's like how how do I find that balance and I just I'm so thankful that there's people like you that love Jesus who are doing it Mm -hmm. um as an example for their kids to know that Ephesians 3.20 is real. Like, mm-hmm. he, God can do immeasurably more than you ask or imagine if you just follow him and have the faith to step out mm-hmm. into the dream that he's placed in your heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, and obey and take a risk. Yeah. And I feel like if you wait too long, then it's going to be like, I should have done that. Or yeah. I should have yeah. taken that risk. Or yeah. mm-hmm. what if I did that? Mm-hmm. And it's like... Mm-hmm. What's there to lose? Money. Yeah. And what's yeah. money? You know? Yeah. yeah. Money and it's, like, yeah. it's just money. I might as well try. Yeah. If I fail, then I fail. And that's kind of the attitude I had is like, God, if this is supposed to be what you want, then I pray that you'll bless it and mm. just give me an abundance of yeah. people and yeah. Yeah. relationships I can make. And yeah. I think for me, like, Leaving California was really hard because I was angry. Mm-hmm. I just felt angry at the whole thing because I'm like, why? Like, why is this? Because I loved California. Yeah. I mean, who doesn't? Yeah, it's beautiful. It's yeah. California. It's beautiful. <laughs> the people are amazing. And I felt like we were just getting our feet down. Mm-hmm. Like, we were just building community. We were just loving our church and starting to serve. And then it was like, oh, well, you can't afford here anymore. Yeah. I was like, but why? And so coming back to Cincinnati was such... Like, I was dreading it so much because I was like, why? You're like, there's why? nothing new here. Yeah, there's nothing yeah. for me here. And I grew up here, and I feel like I am the type of person to just step out, and I'm so extroverted. And mm-hmm. so I'm like, I, I'll i be fine. But I got back and was like, this is disappointing for me. So this makes it feel worth it. Like, yeah. that God would open this door for me. And he was like, well, even though you're back here, your ministry can still be here yeah. and you may be here for the next 10 years yeah. and I have to be okay with that mm. and so now I feel like I'm just getting my guards down of like okay I'm gonna allow Cincinnati and Northern Kentucky to pour into me and I'm gonna pour into the city because yeah. it needs help and it needs Jesus mm-hmm. so I think that's kind of where I've been at yeah so I guess kind of to follow up with that what has been like your favorite thing about this whole new venture this past yeah. year like what is something you're like, oh, God is so cool with doing that? Yeah. I think just meeting everyone. Yeah. God has blessed so many conversations, and I've met so many people. I mean, at a wedding, we'll see 200 to 250 people, and I get to talk to all of them and just bless their life. And we did a wedding uh, recently that was amazing, and I got to talk to a lot of people that I probably would never talk to in my life. Yeah. But God has shown up in the ways that we can bless them and have conversations with people that I'd probably never talk to or like pick out in a crowd and be like, oh, I'm going to talk to that person, you know? But I'm able to do that with all different types of people and kinds of people and meet so many awesome faces. And now I get to be familiar. And, I mean, we had a connection. Yeah. So it's just really cool to be able to meet you guys and have an opportunity like this because I probably would have never had this yeah. when I'm solo. Yeah. And so God's just blessing little things throughout mm-hmm. the journey. Mm-hmm. I love that. 
It's really cool how he does that. Yeah. It's yeah. So cool. He always been doing stuff like that. He does. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um. So, oh, were we about to say something? I was about to ask the next question. So you're good. You, oh, can, okay. you can ask me because you can say it. I apologize. <laughs> um, so how, I guess, on the long of those lines as well, where have you seen God's faithfulness, like, just being demonstrated through and through in this <coughs> this past, I mean, like, since you guys have been married, like, with you guys going to California and the coffee cart and all this stuff, like, where have you just seen his line of faithfulness, like, go through? Yeah, even in times where it felt like, like, yeah. I feel like you kind of touched on this when you were talking about how, like, you were, like, you know, we, we went out there and then, you know, coming back, it I felt defeated sense. and yeah. it didn't make sense. Like, even in the midst where it felt like you, like, I don't know, I feel like for me in those moments, I'm like, did I get it wrong? Were we not supposed to yeah. go in the first yeah. place? Like, seeing his, like, string of faithfulness throughout it and, like, what... I feel like, too, like, how did God meet your small steps of obedience with his mm-hmm. faithfulness? Like... Or even when you felt like you weren't faithful. I mean, because, you know, the scripture is very clear that it was like, even when we aren't faithful, he is. So, like, even in, like, moments like that, like, what are times where you saw him, like, show up and just still keep things going even when you were like... Where am I headed? Yeah. (laughs) Where is this going? I think just thinking back to the beginning of our marriage where it was COVID instantly. We got married March of 2020. And so mm. that first year, <laughs> yeah. you know, obviously felt like five years at once. Yeah, so we got married in June 2020. Okay, so, yeah. yeah. March 2020. Yeah. So it was right at the start of COVID. Yeah. And I remember our honeymoon got canceled and I just felt so upset. And then we ended up going to Hawaii. I know, big bummer. Well, <laughs> kind of a lot of I know, it was terrible. What an awful thing you had to do. <laughs> but I remember landing and I, I was asleep when we landed. I woke up and Ryan was like, hey, your work shut down. And my work shut down. And it felt like we were in this completely different world. Mm-hmm. I was like, but we just got married. This is supposed to be where I can show people my honeymoon photos and I can... <laughs> You know, do all the things and be newly married, but it was the total opposite. And we, things shut down. We had to sit inside. I, to this day, still haven't shown anyone, like, our honeymoon (laughs) pictures because it was, we were inside forever. And it was such a time of fear. And I think just in that, starting at that season, God has, we bought a house. We moved to California a year later. We moved out of California 13 months later. Moved in with my parents. Moved to an apartment in Newport. And it had multiple issues, just, it was like no space. We were sleep training sky. The roof, like, had a whole hole in it and water was flooding. Moved out of that, moved into a new house that we rented and just moved back to my parents' house because we are in a spot where we're like, we can't afford anything. And I think throughout this whole moving, what, five or six times in the course of almost four years being married, is a lot and I think I look back and I'm like how did we even get through that mm. like how how did we didn't like how we yeah. like in my mind I'm like we didn't get through that we didn't make it <laughs> but now I look back and I'm like God's faithfulness was literally in every single place we lived and he blessed everyone that walked through our doors and even though in Newport we had our bed in the living room so you would walk in the door and yeah. our bed was right there and so people would joke and like bring pillows in and we're gonna have a big slumber party because we just were sleeping yeah. in our living room. We didn't have space. Wow. And so just thinking about that is like, we still had 10 plus people and people would sit on our bed. Like it didn't yeah. matter. And even this last house, we were able to have a Halloween party and bring a bunch of people that were believers and non-believers. 
And so I think that's such a good question because I haven't thought about just the connection of all of them. We're able to still bring people into whatever space yeah. that God is giving us at the time of season. Yeah. And yes, I'm like believing for a home and yeah. believing for solo to succeed so we can be able to afford something. And, yeah. and I believe that the grace of God is going to do that for me. And if yeah. I stay faithful. And so I think that's how to answer your question. I just yeah. feel like we've been moved. Like we've never had steadiness. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so I think I'm, ready for it to be steady and not feel yeah yeah I think when we are in constant times of transition like that it can feel like truly like that there is no steadiness and by the world mm-hmm. circumstances that's so true but the way that God shows up like he brings the steady even in the midst of the chaos yeah. and I think that that's so important to look back on and especially in these times like you're not the only one. Like yeah, yeah. we're all out here struggling with these mortgage rates and these like <laughs> and groceries being yeah, so yeah, expensive. Sorry. Like if you're listening, you're probably affected by it. It's <laughs> yes. really hard. If you are a newlywed and you're dreaming for a home and you're like, this is never going to happen. Like who can yeah. afford an 8% mortgage yeah. rate? No one. Yeah, like a shack. Yeah. We're going to build a cardboard box. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's not easy. And, but when we invite God into that space and, mm-hmm. and we ask for him to guide our steps, he will. We know we know that we can hold on to that promise because we see it in Proverbs. And so it's mm-hmm. like, okay, God, like I'm going to make plans. Like I'm going to go forward with Solo and I'm yeah. going to build like you, you were telling us today about how you like built these variations so you can fit in so many places, mm-hmm. like wanting to accommodate and be welcoming. And, you know, everybody who walked in today was like, they instantly were like, this is so cute. Thank you guys for doing this. Like, you know, like I, it is such a blessing. And so we, we talk about all the time at Land of Roses that so many great conversations happen over coffee. Yeah. 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 Like it's so true. Mm -hmm. Like, um, and the connection that God can make. And so we're just so thankful for you and, and for sharing your business with us and with our, and your story and God's faithfulness. Um. And I mean, it's just, it's really encouraging to hear, like, cause I mean, like, like we're young, like, you know, like mm-hmm. when we're the same age basically. And, you know, just because you are getting married at 2021, like starting a business at 24, like all these things, like the Lord is still using you in every step of your life and going to California. And like, you may not even know the full reason on why y'all moved to California for like another 15 years, you know, like you'll never be like, you're like, Oh, that makes sense. But like, God is just in like what you were saying in your whole story. Like he, he's there and like, he has led you to these places and like, just, you don't have to reach a certain age to finally be able to, Mm -hmm. you know, do go where the Lord is calling you to. It's just stepping out in that faithfulness and trusting that like, he's got control over you, even when your life seems hectic, even when it seems like there's no reason for me to start a business or Mm -hmm. there's no like X, Y, Z, like there's always an excuse to not do something. But when the Lord is calling you and putting it into your, like, you just can't help but say yes. And it's just super encouraging to hear y'all's story because I know there's so many people listening to this that are probably have these dreams, have these things like, oh, I would love to do something like this one day. Or I know the Lord's calling me to do something, but I don't even know how to go about doing it. Like, you know, and just taking those steps of Mm -hmm. faithfulness and trusting that if this is his will, he will provide it for you. And Mm -hmm. he will, like what you said, like you had how many inquiries like when you first posted and you were like what the heck like I was not expecting Mm -hmm. this like the Lord will always open those doors if that is where he's calling you to do as long as you step out in faithfulness towards him and it's just it's beautiful and 
Yeah. Makes me and excited. I think also feeling like not disappointed in the season that yeah. we're in. Because yeah. I think I felt so much like disappointment with Yeah. Oh, we have to move again or Yeah. Which is understandable. Know, all, Those yeah, are human emotions. Yeah. Like you're like, oh, you're my like, gosh. oh I don't want to pack up everything yeah. again. I don't want to have to go through all my clothes again. Yeah. I don't want anything to give up. <laughs> you're like, I might as well live in a suitcase. I know, I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah. But I think just not being disappointed where God has you at mm-hmm. the season you're at because He's gonna bless this season or the next season. Yeah. And the season that you're in will prepare you and launch you for the mm-hmm. one that he's calling you to next. Yeah. And I think that, <clears throat> and I can't remember where it is right now. Hold on, let me look because we talk about this. Um, <clears throat> in the Bible. <laughs> in the Bible somewhere. In the Bible it says... I don't want to have your message about it. Okay. Sorry. Dun, 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 dun. Okay. So it just reminds me of the scripture um, from Zechariah 4, verse 10. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin, to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. So, yeah, I just feel like that scripture... Um, is is so true it's like and even if you don't get a ton of inquiries and you start something new like if you feel like you did what god asked you to do like you are not responsible for the harvest he is you're not responsible for the water you're not responsible for that and that's something that i've learned over and over again at lane of roses like sometimes when i think that we've got it figured out then change happens again and it's just like we can we can know for certain that there will be a lot of transition on this side of heaven. Like Mm -hmm. things are constantly changing. Um, and he's constantly changing us. Um, but he is constant and he never changes. So we can have that steadiness and security, even in the midst of transition, even in the midst of when we're in the red or when things aren't going the way that we hoped, or, um, we have to move a ton. Like I just, yeah, don't despise the small beginnings. I've been really meditating on that lately because you know, things don't go as like you expect, or you think you have this event and it's going to be this mm-hmm. like big thing. And then no one shows up or like, you know, and it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. us too. That. And yeah, yeah. So it's just like, God is still faithful mm-hmm. and it's not about the numbers. We have an audience of one and it's yeah. him. Like, are, is it about his glory or is it about ours? And that is yeah. That's such a hard. Yeah. We constantly come back to that yeah. on the podcast. I feel like it's the yeah. accidental theme of our podcast, but always. But um, it's, but it's so important to remember. Yeah. I feel like we need it yeah. all the time. So thank so you, good. thank yeah. you so much for sharing your yeah. story, and yeah. we just really appreciate you coming and sharing your beautiful coffee with us. I know, or so for me tea. But and if you guys are like, I want to see what this looks like. We're in the show notes. We'll have all of their information, solo coffee's information, Mm -hmm. and we'll have, when we post on social media, you will see, we'll tag you guys in it as well. Mm -hmm. So if you follow us on social media at The Flourish Pod, you will see, we'll tag them in all of our posts about this episode when it comes out. And yeah. Thanks so much for listening. And thanks for being here. We'll talk to y'all later. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Flourish Podcast with Kelsey Durenberg and Lauren Burgess. The Flourish Podcast is a production of Lane of Roses. To learn more, go to www.laneofroses.com. Three, two, one.